Welcome back to The Shed, everybody. We're here again. Fall is just around the corner. We're happy to be in The Shed. Nobody's sick. Nobody's missing. We've got a whole bunch of stuff ahead of us to talk about, and I'm looking forward to it because it seems to have been a while since it was just us in here. We love our celebrity guests. It's just us today. So come along with us, and hopefully we'll all enjoy ourselves. Hey, I, I upgraded to uh, iOS 16, as you did. So I did. And I, I used the feature where it uh, automatically will suggest to you, hey, this might be a good lock screen. Oh, check it out, guys. <laughs> it found that for you? It did, yeah. Uh, that's a picture of me maybe 13 or 15 years ago, something like that. Very cool. And very Hollywood. That is a good picture. Yeah, thanks. I had to select mine. I've got a picture from after kayaking the Red Deer River. I was driving back and I saw that barn in the sunrise and it was very picturesque. I have that picture, yeah. Yeah, so that's, I'm using that as my, the trouble is you make any alteration at all, like you want to change the font, now you've got another lock screen. I haven't figured out how to just edit an existing lock screen. Yeah, I've read that. Like you, you want to change the color of the font and then yeah. you have to go find your picture again. Yeah, like it's just, and, and you have a, you, you have another lock screen basically. Yeah, I think that's Apple's software philosophy is uh, iterate, mm. you know, start kind of crappy and then iterate. And they, the, the, the best developers, they want to be the ones that do the AI stuff that's going to select a picture. Yeah. They're going to send a whole bunch of time on that. And then they're going to make you really work just to do it. Yeah. 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 Well, I am loving some of those features. Like I love the clip an object out of a picture feature. Yeah. So listeners, I don't know how much we talked about this in the past, but in iOS 16, you can do that. You've got a picture, you have an object in the picture. If you just touch that object and select copy, you can then paste just that object cut out of the picture into a document or a message. Sadly, what you can't do is paste it into another picture. So they're just, they're a hair away from killing Photoshop dead. That'll be like. And then they stop. That'll you know? be like two releases yeah, from now or like, something like that. Because yeah. I, I thought, oh, this would be sweet. You could just paste stuff right into other pictures. Just yeah. no problem. Like, Yeah. I mean, if you're willing to pay somebody 10 or 20 bucks, yeah, you can buy an app that is kind of like a Photoshop thing. Yeah. But I mean, like I say, that function to me, they're just a hair away from largely killing Photoshop. Because I bet you 95% of Photoshop users are very just junior level. They don't fool around with hue matching and they just take something and they just blast it in there and it's obvious that it's shopped oh, and they yeah. don't care. And, so. and I mean, when I do the, the cover art, sometimes if I can just use that feature, that will save me a good 15 yeah. minutes of carefully clicking around the shape. Yeah. And, and I don't think you can use it for that right now because you can't take a, an object that you've clipped out of one picture and stick it into another picture. Oh yeah. No, no. It's pretty cool. You do a copy mm. as you say. And these days, if you have, if your Mac's fairly up to date, it just magically appears. You paste it on the Mac. Hmm. So it's all, it all kind of, kind of works. And for me, that'll work. For example, with the uh, bow and I needed to put the three dogs in the basket. Hmm. Of course I did. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> in order to do that. I think there was any real choice there. Oh, no, there wasn't. I did, in order to do that, I had to actually take every basket tine, oh. you know, every little metal piece of basket, oh. right? 
and and cut that out and copy the whole thing and bring oh it to the my foreground. God, that's why we have you on the team because neither KJ and I would ever do that in a billion years. I meant to send you the outtake. Like oh. the first time I pasted us in there, we were tiny. It was quite cute. <laughs> Three <laughs> miniature dogs in the basket. You yeah, know, I thought it was quite funny. But then what? You became concerned that we'd be just taken for larger rats. Is that? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Probably would have. Oh, that was Buddy uh, hitting the mic there, listeners, if you could hear it. And yeah, he's he looks like he's ready to just lay down and go to sleep any second, eh? That was my old 78. <laughs> he's, he's looking really... Uh... <laughs> well, ah, well, whatever. Yeah. yeah, no, the 16 thing was kind of an adventure. And for anybody out there listening to this, contemplating iOS 16 and a user of WeChat... Maybe hold off for a little while. Did you manage to update WeChat? I did, uh, but it's still kind of glitchy. Like you can do the basic stuff, right? You can exchange messages and so on. It's not fully glitch free. Like we do a lot of stuff with what are called mini programs and it's a way of sending you a video that you can view, right? Yeah. And as you view that video within WeChat, you can do stuff. You can make it full screen or small well, some of that functionality is all screwy under iOS 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can still play it, so that's the main thing, but it's not all. Yeah. But it's kind of, so far, so good, you know. I, and the folks that bring you WeChat, I forget which company it is, but it's- in or something. Yeah, it's Chinese. They own the market in so much of the world. It's only here in North America that Apple largely owns the market, and of course, only if you have an iPhone. I don't know how much interest they have in helping. Like if they're going to fix it, but people who own iPhones in the other markets, maybe they're thinking, eh, maybe next time I should just get an Android, not <laughs> not have yeah. to worry about this kind of stuff. Anyway, it's uh, so far so good. That's the first time I've ever done that. I must be getting old because I got all excited. In the past, I've always never rushed to go to a next operating yeah, system. What, 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 you must have read an article or heard something uh, yeah. about it. And I just got all lit up about, oh, this would be so cool. I, don't know, I can't wait to try that. I'm going to do it right now. So I did it. Yeah. It was that Marcus, whatever his name is, yeah. his video. Yeah, Marcus Brownlee. Marcus Brownlee. And I just, I got all excited and I thought, oh, I'm doing it right now. And geez, he's funny. He did a uh, shot on iPhone video and it really wasn't to show off the camera on the iPhone. But it was so clever. I don't know if he thought of it or someone else suggested it. But basically, he took a ping pong ball and then he used his iPhone as a ping pong paddle. Oh. <laughs> and so you see the ball just come screaming right back at the camera again and then bouncing back up in the air. It's quite funny. That is pretty He funny. just cast that aside on his Twitter channel. Yeah, yeah. That guy must be just, he must be very well off because he's think, very good. I think he's super wealthy right now. Yeah. I mean, not like not a billionaire, but I think he's so super, like, I wouldn't say comfortable because he's clearly energetic mm. and comfortable to me and makes you think of someone who just kind of sits around the house a lot or goes on a lot of vacations. And he's a high-end player of uh, Frisbee golf or Ultimate Frisley. He oh. He's like award-winning, like national champion team. <laughs> so, so the guy's got a lot going on. Yeah. You ever seen his like 15-year-old video, his first ever one? No. He's just like, he's 15 and he's like, the camera's just completely out of focus. And he's saying, hey, what's up? I bought this, uh, you know, Asus Model 310 on the web and... Uh, this is going to be my, my review of it. And he, you know, he's just like as amateur as you can get, 
but his heart's clearly in it, and because he's so young, and he just kept at it. That was uh, that was another um, iOS 16 feature that I thought was super cool. Is you can just take your iPhone and clip it to the top of your uh, laptop or whatever, and it will. You can link it wirelessly and use the camera in your phone, which is vastly superior to the camera, your webcam on your laptop, and you can just. It'll just wirelessly use that instead, which I thought was just wild. Totally. So the quality of image that you webcast is suddenly much higher. Way better. Just oof, just and like that. It, and it can use that, uh, I, I forget what it's called, but it's called something stage. And so it will automatically follow you around. Like, so if you are kind of sloppy at the desk there and you move to the left or the right, it just kind of tilts towards you, right? Wow. And then someone else comes and sits down beside you, then it just broadens the view. And then all it's just really cool. It'd be great for like re- recording, um, you know, a cooking show or something yeah. like that. Or say an important guest. Like a baguette taste so test. That gentlemen. At our international desk. Our viewers, like me, listeners, listeners, would like to know how you get that because I don't have 16 on mine. Well, uh, go to the settings page. Yes. And go to, you know, software, general, general, sorry, and it'll say software upgrades. And well, but uh, I get all my upgrades. Why wouldn't I have 16 on there now? Oh, uh, they'll take they take their time with the rollout so that not everybody gets it all at once. So oh, if you how walk, new is it then? It's just two days ago, I think. Oh, it's a little longer than that. It might be a week, but okay. Oh, oh okay. So if you, it, it'll show up like I installed it last night and it still hadn't automatically shown up for me yet. But when you go to that, uh, like like uh, PJ said there, the software update thing, it, it first says, oh, do you want 15.7? Yeah. And then you yeah. scroll down a bit and it says, well, you know what? If you want 16, you know, <laughs> you know hey, you're welcome to it. I, I mean, carefully did them sequentially too. I'm oh, just no. Mr. Old School. Oh, I just don't no. even know if it matters, but I did it anyway. It does not matter, no. <laughs> I did a little uh, search on the web for, on one of my favorite sites to see if anybody, because sometimes people will post, hey, you know, if you want WhatsApp, be careful. Yeah. Tidbits listeners or readers are not WhatsApp users, so they wouldn't have caught that. Yeah. 17 minutes, people. 17 minutes okay. remaining. Okay. All in right. What? I'm in. Oh, get, you're get getting people. We are having a live install <laughs> on KJ's phone. We'll, we'll be keeping track of this as we go on. Keep oh, you up to God, date it's on it. For 13 minutes already. <laughs> How time flies. <laughs> and that's not because PJ edited it out four minutes yeah. on the tape. Yeah. <laughs> this is live, people. This is live. <laughs> Well, the other is very exciting for you because you get to listen to this live two months later. (laughs) (laughs) It also allows you to unsend texts. Oh, that's very important. So, you know, you're really super mad and you send (laughs) your mom, I hate you, I hate you, I wish you were dead. Yeah. And then you think better of it. You can unsend that. The difficulty is if your mom isn't on iOS 16 yet. Mine's not. Yeah, mine either. She will have your message there. And the only person whose history is scrubbed of that offensive text is yours. <laughs> yeah, so you get to not see it in front of you anymore. But whoever you send it to, if they're not in 16, it stays with them. That's good to know. Yeah. Um, I haven't sent an angry uh, message that I actually recall ever in, in messages. But uh, just the other day on the Mac, I thought it was at the lock screen. 
And it wasn't. So I keyed in my password and I pressed return. <laughs> and I texted to Sue my whole password, <laughs> except for the first letter, because I thought I was waking up from the lock screen yeah, or something. Yeah. And, <laughs> and she knows my password. So it was easy to explain, but yeah. I don't know how I, like I would have had to say to you, uh, I don't know. I, I texted the wrong person and you're, if you had saw the word, that's part of my password. You'd be going, yeah. Why would you ever text that to anyone? Like, yeah. anyway, it would have been, I would have had to change my password is what I'm saying. What was that Fred Savage series called? The wonder years. Yeah. So we're in the daughtering years. That's, that'll be the new pitch for us at NBA. Although major networks will make the pitch on a new series, the daughtering years where you do see it, like text your entire password to, you know, somebody that you wish you hadn't. Yeah. Someone I know, uh, just caught COVID. They just tested positive and they, they sent me a message saying they got, uh, brain fog. Ah. And, and of course I said, well, geez, welcome to, yeah. to my world. Yeah. You know, it's all day. Well, that was, that was Cormer's motto for the weekend was, um, I don't remember. I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I don't, well, I don't know. One of, the, one of the very few phrases that I retain in Mandarin is how you say, I don't know. <laughs> well, Coroner was saying he's using that for anybody, like cops, any service person, anything. He's using that to great advantage. Just, I don't know, I'm old. The, yeah. the, just the idea that, you know, being the doddering old man can actually really help you in life. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even if you're not doddering, I actually have slipped into that mode a little bit a couple times because it helps. It's kind of like the person from another country who suddenly can't speak English, you know? Well, it's, yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I've become that guy now. It's like when you get cancer and you just, you commit some horrible thing and you just say, I'm sorry, I'm dealing with cancer. Yeah. It's just a total get out of jail. <laughs> you know, I don't have cancer, but I think I'm going to start using it's, that. It's the only upside to the whole thing is you can just excuse yourself from all kinds of horrible stuff. I, I'm sorry. I don't know why I said that. I, I'm dealing with cancer. I think you should say you're having, you're having a battle with cancer. <laughs> it's that whatever. I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, you, you get to excuse all kinds of terrible stuff. That's my only counsel. When people tell me they're dealing with any of that, that's, I usually quickly tell them, well, you should take advantage while you can, because, uh, you might not have cancer forever, but that excuse, it's like, get out of jail free. We went and visited Muriel and Carmen and Lori. And the first thing Lori said to us was, you guys are old. <laughs> first thing she said. That's a good start, eh? Yeah. And the second thing she said was, why did you get a dog? Why? Why? Actually, I was thinking about that as I left to come <laughs> over here today, and I was going to commend you on that, because I think that's a courageous thing. Like, the guys are old, and my two dogs that I, Haley's dogs, really, that I look after, they're old. And uh, when they go, I don't think I'm going to be emotionally or sort of physically, I just don't want either i don't think so i think yeah. getting a dog is uh that's kind of brave if you ask me i think it's awesome yeah it's, it's a bold 15 year step well yeah it's that, funny it's going to make you both older and younger yeah. yeah 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 it's already doing that yeah yeah, yeah both at the same time which is weird right? yeah no I, I i applaud i really do applaud i just think huh it makes me think what will i actually do because, of course, as every listener knows, whatever you guys do, like for me, my life's always hanging by a thread. If you guys decide to jump off the bridge, I'm a dead man. I'm jumping. I'll just follow. <laughs> my whole operating mode is follow Such what those guys liar. do. Such a liar. Such a liar.
<laughs> well, largely important stuff. The non-important, uh, you know, window dressing aspects of life. Of course, I do stuff, but well, your days are a little bit busier than most because of those dogs. Like you, it's constantly a figure in oh, everything yeah. that you do. You're always thinking, okay, so yeah, when did I last walk the dogs? When do I need to get back yeah. in time? It's super tiresome. Like yeah. if any activity is my, all my whole life is framed around dog walks. It really is like what time? Oh, I can get them out a little early and that'll give me X hours before I have to get them out again. And da, 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 da. It really is that all the time. And when they're not there or when Haley's visiting and she's doing the walking, it's not quite disorienting, but it's kind of jarring. You know, you're, you're somewhere doing something. And the thought crosses your mind and you suddenly, oh, I don't have to do that. Yeah. And when they go, it'll be the same thing. In a, little, in a way, it's kind of like you're, you're not having your regular coffee with your buddy in a sense. Because yeah. they're, they're kind of, they're friends, right? Yeah. Well, I'm waiting for the day when I can actually leave the dog alone between yeah. walks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a while Someday away. Soon. Um, I'd like to report one minute remaining in our upload, download, Oh, that's fantastic. Overload. Okay, so it's really going fast. It was yes. it, depending it, on editing, it might really super be going. It could fast. be. <laughs> it could be. We're on fire here. I don't think you're going to need to remove anything there. That's the kiss of death for sure. Mm-hmm. Actually, I probably can't use my phone while this is going on, or can I? No, no I wouldn't touch it. Just no. let it do its yeah, business. I'm always, oh, yeah. And then, and then even after that, it'll suddenly need another 15 minutes. Yeah. Cause it's going to, it's, it's going to restart a couple now. times. It's going to go black. You're going to go, oh. It's, oh, it's borked. I hope I don't get any calls. Oh, uh, well you won't. You won't. doing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're going straight to voicemail right now. Kevin, please come up, come up now, now. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, Moba, I'm not going to make any promises, but, you know, you go on a road trip where you can't take the dog, there might be a situation where we can. This is after his current phase, of course. Yeah, when he's about seven years but, old. But, you know, Sue and I loved being, like, the caretakers of a dog while not owning it, right? Because, oh. you know, you can deal with it in right shorter next. batches, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, so, listeners, you know... Now's the time to consider whether you want to deny to everyone that you heard anybody say that, because when the inevitable court case arises, we might call on listeners to say, yeah, no, I heard him say that on the podcast. That was a commitment. We can go back to the archives. Well, Sue was just uh, checking the SPCA out the other day. You know, there's always something going on. There's always some beautiful dog looking plaintively from their little cell at the SPCA. And she's going, this one looks really special. And I'm going, yeah, you know, if it's the SPCA, it's going to be a pit bull. Am I right? She goes, I don't think so. You kind of looked a little bit like two good, beautiful colors. I said, yeah, does it say terrier there anywhere? And she goes, well, it might have, but you know, and it's okay. Well, what does it maybe stop? You know, I think it was a Staffordshire. <laughs> it's so, just like, it's a million people from, I'm not going to say where who like having tough dogs and they're the, there's a big, there's a big correlation between wanting to have a tough dog and not having the responsibility to keep caring for him. I'm sorry. That's correct. And also maybe not really fully grasping what that means to have a dog like that. Those dogs, though they're sweet, they can be very sweet, but 
have you ever, well, I have actually played with a very young one of those things for about three weeks. You know, kind of nice. They're sort of lovey. And then you decide you're going to have a little tug of war with the dog toy, you know. And then all of a sudden the dog's tugging away and they've got those jaws that can crush steel. Oh, yeah, And they're going, yeah. and you're just yeah. sort of thinking, yeah. I think I'm going to give up this tug of war yeah. right now. I lose. Sorry, I lose. Yeah. Like they're, I used they're to do intimidating that with, even when they're having fun. I used to do that with Tuke quite a bit and he doesn't have a bit of yeah. love terrier in him. And he'd growl and I, I just think I'd just totally enjoy it. But yeah. in the back of my mind was don't push it. Don't yeah. push this too far. Yeah. And with the, with the Staffordshire Terrier, that was not in the back of my mind. It was at least in the middle, if not the front, <laughs> you know, like, holy crap, this thing could tear my arm right off. I'm just going to, but, uh, RJ, I hope you're not missing the larger implication of Sue's visits and reports from the SPCA. And she's not visiting, but. You know, she's just on certain Twitter feeds and, yeah, and, uh, yeah nothing serious. She's getting, yeah. she doesn't have any intent or having any thoughts and yeah. you're not going to be sitting in here six months from now saying, yeah, we got a dog. Well, we're both of the same mind on this roughly, which is we don't want one, but if it was the right one, we would want one. And so, you know, and we wouldn't know well, if it's, right, eh? yeah, we wouldn't know if it's the right one. We're not dog specialists. We don't feel neither of us have raised a dog from young. Yeah. So we've always had the benefits of dogs that someone else, meaning my mom or so like Hannah in the case of Tuke or yeah, that, that kind of yeah. has taken care of. And then you're reaping the benefits of them once they're older. Well, that's pretty interesting that you are in that. I mean, I've had dogs from little before, but I have had nothing to do with their training and they have as a result, not as a result, but they haven't been dogs that are amazing people with their ability to respond to commands. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, Hannah and I took Tuke to recall class and that was the only one we yeah, did, but, yeah. but that to us, that might've solved his problem of barking. No, it actually doesn't. Yeah. But on the other hand, we could at least call him and take him home <laughs> yeah. when he's, when he won't stop barking. So that, yeah. that one's huge. Yeah. The guys, uh, Boo especially are becoming pretty indifferent to whether they're called or not. Uh, yeah. As they, as they enter their dotage, they just are no longer willing to be told what to do. You know, do. you can freshen up their training. No, I didn't know that. Maybe they're too old for this, but you know, you're just gonna, for the, for the next week, every single time you call them, you give them a treat. Oh, and, it, and then that just like, I'll bet you it only takes a couple of days and then you start dialing it back. So it's only every second time, dial it back again. And then before you know it, they're just going to come every time. Anyway, they kind of forget why they're doing it, but they do it. And that's, okay. that's the whole thing. So listeners, yeah. I'm going to commit right here now out loud to try that and I'll report back. Give it a try. Because, you know, <clears throat> as an old dog, I'm going to promote the idea that they can learn new tricks. Oh, I yeah, am going to go forward with that as opposed to. I'll bet to, you they're still pretty driven by food, huh? Oh, a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so you guys might remember that I've been to Europe lately. Oh, yeah, I yeah. might not have mentioned it. I can't recall, but. Wait, just a sec. Was Sue that? And I, we just popped over for yeah, a quick trip Europe. and I can't remember if I mentioned it or no, not. No, I think you'd said something about it. I don't How know. many pictures were there? <laughs> <laughs> like, evidently, so far, the evidence suggests <laughs> no limit. <laughs> I've been averaging on Facebook. I've been averaging uh, one album per every day it's or like two. like 60 a day or We something. were there in Europe for 31 days and I'm posting an album for every day or two that we were there. Well, so this and is, it's almost real time because I do I do an album in a, every day or two oh, as well. This is just like our jokey remarks when you were telling us about that trip is 
by the time we review all the pictures, we'll have spent 31 days in Europe. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's surprising if I was to compare the number of hours spent doing the photos, yeah. coming up with captions, learning about the things we saw that we were largely ignorant while we were over there. Well, I'm going to look at them. I haven't hardly done any, but it they're pretty rewarding. Just the captions are fun. The pictures are usually pretty good. Coming in for a landing. There's a ton of interesting stuff in there. Yeah, too. so for each day or two, there's about 60 photos. But, you know, uh, you just click, click, click. And, you know, I, I, I get my likes. I get my little endorphin boosts, oh, right? Yeah. And you got Candace. She'll like every single photo. Yeah, thank go, you, Candace. Shout I, out it to still Candace. makes me feel good. Huey's got the great little yeah. comments. I love those. They're perfect. He's and going, you know, I don't know if you should, you should be calling those arches because, you know, <laughs> bridges are the ones that are built by water running through them. And, well, you know, for our, thank you, Huey. For our listeners who are less than like a thousand years old too, I mean, back in the day when you had to do film, like rolls of film, oh, 36 yeah, yeah, yeah. was the most you could get. Yes. And then, you know, you had to not let them get damaged. You had to somehow get through airport security without having them ruined by x-rays. You had to carefully parse out your 36 frames because film is not cheap. Developing's not cheap. Printing's not cheap. Yeah. You you're know? careful about how many. Oh man. Took. Whereas now it's just bing, 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 bing all the time. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. It's and it awesome. does. It does matter. It so matters because 19 people out of 20 never call. Yeah. And they're just stuck with all those photos. Yeah. Six bucks a month. I got like what? Five terabytes on the cloud. <laughs> yeah. 11,000 photographs not, just floating around up there. Untended. It's not that so much. It's finding the photo. <laughs> oh, totally. It's just whatever. But there's anyway. software coming for that. Oh yes. You it know. is actually this release. I can't even remember. It's got it. the duplicate, this uh, new iOS. It has that? Yeah, it, it takes about a week maybe. It's going through all your photos, finding all the duplicates Good. in the next That's, thing you know. I'm going to engage that pretty soon. I'll yeah. still pay the six 16. bucks. Oh, you upgraded. There. Well, no, 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 no. I'm just saying that you guys are talking about oh, yes. what I'm getting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. going to do that for me now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, so then we can minutes. all cancel our iCloud. We're preparing update. We've been doing oh, that for about okay, 10 minutes. Okay. Yeah, it lies to you. It says like... Yeah, this morning there were minutes. And by the way, there's another hour after yeah. that. But <laughs> Wait till you get to the install part. But it's worth it. It's <laughs> worth it. It's so worth it. So we were over there and uh, in as Europe. in Europe. Mm. And uh, as mentioned earlier uh, many times, the baguettes were fantastic. We loved those. Just the whole idea. I mean, you know, we always see those photos of the, the French person oh. leaving the store. They basket. always have a baguette in the basket every single time. Bottom you think, line. oh, that, why did they choose that? Well, because it's true. Every time you look on, you look down the street, somebody's carrying a baguette. It, it's totally true. So uh, decided to, because we loved them so much, we've been looking in our neighborhood here for better baguettes. We have a local bakery only a short walk away from us. And we've been getting several baguettes from there. We like them, but they're nothing like the French ones. So I just, just for our edification, were you a baguette fan before you went to Europe? Not is this just in some... the least. Not in the least. I always looked at that and I was thinking, for one thing, I'm thinking, you know, all that bread, doesn't that make you, make you fat? Like no. I was not a baguette guy. Just seems dull. And I'm, I'm just wondering whether this is a, I'm an international traveler affectation. Oh, right. It's totally an affectation. Yeah. <laughs> it's just bread, right? Well, but, but truth is that's, that is the way I think of it. It's not so much the fat part, which I should think about, but it's just, it's just bread. How much, 
What is the deal with just well, bread? Let me tell you a little bit about baguettes. <laughs> you know, they, they are... Uh, oh, he's a pro. You know, they, they have a long history in, in France. You know, the long stick breads were popular in the 18th century in France. So you got a great big long loaf of bread. Not a baguette, but it's a long piece of bread. And then in the 19th century, they started making them with Hungarian flour. Now, the flour is called a gruau. Now, now it's not called a gruau. If you're French, it sounds nothing like that. It might be closest to gray, but the French are going to have about eight different vowel sounds in that one syllable that yeah. I can't do. And I can't do a kind of trilling R either. Yeah. So it's sort of like something. <laughs> I don't, I have no idea. I can't do it. Sorry. So it's going to be gruau. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Our, our listeners can, you know, write in with their various phonetic attempts. Right. And so they're using that kind of flour. It's like a pastry flour, really. And it's got to be a type 45, you know, of course. Of course. Because it's going to be, if you're going to burn 10 grams of flour in a 1022 Fahrenheit degree oven, you're going to have 45 milligrams of ash left over. And that's, that's a 45, you know? Wow. And, and the French government regulates it. So you can't call it a baguette if you're using some other kind of flour, right? 45 to 55 is the range and the French prefer the 45. Wait, hang just before you go. I just have to remark on who invented that system of measurement. Why is that relevant? I well, that's wonder. That's a great question. You know, I, there's a guy named August Zhang. Now he's a Viennese God. guy. My and, God. And, Sorry, and, listeners. <laughs> in 1839, he introduced steam baking to Paris because that's a key part of making a baguette. <laughs> oh there's got to be steam in the oven. You know, that's going to allow you to apply some heat to that outer crust and get it kind of, kind of a little bit of toughness to that crust and yet that delicacy that the steam adds to it, <laughs> you know? So, oh, wow. I had no idea actually on that quite seriously. Yeah. And he did a, he's the other guy. He brought in that kind of flour and stuff like that. And he's the guy pretty well that popularized, if not invented the croissant. And that, that croissant uses the same flour. You wouldn't know it, right? Because they're so different. The way that they're baked? No, no. So is is water one of the four ingredients? Yes, exactly. So the French in 1920, the Department of the Seine, which is the old name for essentially Paris City Hall, Mm. they actually regulated, there was a minimum weight of 80 grams, a maximum length of 16 inches, a maximum price of 0.35 francs, And it had to be the following four ingredients. And to this day, those four ingredients are the same. And and so there's water. There's going to be this gruel flour. There's going to be a little bit of yeast. And there's going to be a little bit of salt. And that is it. You're only allowed those four ingredients. No preservatives. No nothing. And I don't know if this was in uh, 1920, but today if you bake a baguette, call it a baguette, it's got to be done on premises. That's if you use the word homemade. If you actually, pardon me, I think I think you could, the Costco's of the world over there can get them baked off premises. Maybe I don't know, but uh, but if you call it homemade, it has to be done on premises. And oh my God, everywhere you go, you can go to the scuzziest little corner sandwich joint and the baguettes are going to be great. Yeah. I bet 
any self-respecting Frenchman does not buy their baguette from a big box store. They probably just refuse. We're not going to taste the Costco ones today, but you know, they weren't bad. Two for $5, but they were not going to be near the level of the, uh, certainly the bad dogs that we're going to try today. Ah, KJ's iPhone is now restarting everyone just to keep you up to speed. And you know, that, that bar is uh, making its way across the screen slowly, very yeah, slowly. You could hold it up to a time lapse of a glacier. They'll move about the same speed. Okay. None of these events that I've talked about so far constitutes the invention of the baguette, but together they define the modern baguette. By the way, baguette, the word. Yes, please. It means wand. Stick or baton? <laughs> that baton. is fun. I did not know that at okay, all. Okay, so guys, what is a baguette magique? It's a magic wand. It's what Henry Harry Potter waves around. Very good. How about a baguette de baguette chinoise? Well, I don't know what a Chinese wand is, but that's what chinoise is. Chopsticks. Ah. And finally, nice. finally baguette de direction. Oh, that's the conductor's wand. Excellent. Conductor's baton. Why, why do they say baguette instead of baton? I don't know. Uh, that's maybe a, good maybe a baton is what you use to bust the head of protesters, and a baguette is what you use to uh, maybe. I wonder if it used to be a baguette. <laughs> Every year since 1944 and still ongoing, we have the Grand Prix de la Baguette. 200 bakers compete every year. And you only get a 4,000 euro prize. It's not much, right? But you get to supply the French president daily. So Macron, he eats the best baguettes <laughs> in all of France. That is kind of fun. So it's the, it's the Republican equivalent of being the baguette maker to the queen. It's, the it's exactly it. Like you put that little stamp yeah. on your shop, your prices are 50% higher yeah. immediately. That is pretty fun. So I would love to know too. So presumably we're going to taste all these, but only one of us in the room here has been to France lately and tasted the baguettes. <laughs> so, you know, not only will we have to make a determination as to which of the two local bakeries comes out of the octagon alive, but also whether either of them hold a candle to the French product. That's RJ, right. That's going to fall to you. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. You know, heavy responsibility, but yeah. And, and you know, the French would not agree, but I think the Belgian baguettes were pretty darn good and the Amsterdam Whoa. ones, but I don't know. Whoa. Maybe I didn't know. I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure in Bel Belgium, I had baguettes. I'm pretty sure I did. So you're done with going to France forever, right? Because you would never have said that Sacrages. if you ever went. Yeah. Like you can never go back. There goes the French demo. You're never, ever going to get your passport <laughs> stamped at Charles de Gaulle airport ever again. It's not happening. <laughs> All right. So, uh. But Dominique will be thrilled. <laughs> he doesn't, um. Well, I'd like to hear what Dominique thinks. Yeah. Also, before we proceed any further. Further, I'd like to know what our Quebec listeners think as well. Oh yeah. Uh, maybe. Because it wouldn't surprise me if they have some pretty skookum baguettes down that way and uh, in a lot more stores. Based on the bagels, I would agree. Yeah. Like the bagels they brought our listeners in Montreal from Saint-Vitour. Like I just thought bagels were a bagel were a bagel, but no, yeah. those things were great. And I suspect you had the same sort of feeling about baguettes. And you know, those store-bought 
uh, bagels. Yeah. That maybe come in a plastic wrapper. Yeah, they weigh about a pound each. And they're really doughy inside. Yeah. Sue bought a baguette from a supermarket, and I'm not going to say their name because she, I literally can't remember, but it was one of the big box supermarkets. Yeah. And it was exact same as those awful bagels, huh. only it was in a different shape. Yeah. It's probably the same exact dough. Hey, doesn't the winning baker giving Macron his ba- daily baguette, doesn't that kind of go against the whole idea of the French Revolution? Yeah, it probably does. You can have your baguette and eat it too. Yeah. Give us this day our daily baguette. But isn't that sort of like... Like lofty, kind of elevating? Yeah, it's elitism. It's elitism is what you're Yeah, no, I agree uh, with you. I mean, Off with his head. But that whole French Revolution, PJ, you're going to know better than me. KJ, you might as well. I mean, even after being over there for so long, I'm still a little hazy on the timelines. 1790. Yeah, so there they are in 1790. And the next thing you know, they got an emperor. Well, that's so because Napoleon was pretty successful there in the early 1800s. I know. So I just, I didn't even, I couldn't, I didn't know. I was just thinking, oh, the French Revolution, then everything was wonderful. Yeah. Well, no. I mean. No, yeah, no. <laughs> I didn't even know the reign of terror was the revolutionaries. Yeah, you know? they beheaded like, a whole crap load <laughs> of people. And then he just rose to power, right? And it was because of his military prowess that France's status in the world just went sky high. Yeah, and he did it. He did it in stages, like kind of like Trump would like to do that kind of yeah. thing. You know, like he just changed some laws a bit, solidified, and then next thing you know, he suddenly just declared himself emperor. Well, yeah, and and it wasn't too long. I think he did that in the latter stages of his power too. Like he he was already under a lot of a duress from Russia and Britain and Spain, you know, the other countries around there that were resisting his territorial yeah. uh, ambitions. And that was towards the end, but he did a lot of good stuff for France. He, he really did. He wasn't like Trump in that respect. He really introduced a lot of stuff that right. made France the country it is today. It wouldn't surprise me if they're kind of bent towards regulation on these matters like mm. baguettes. Mm. was kind of like instituted more by him than anybody yeah. else. Yeah, I wish I could tell you this stuff, but it had a lot to do with canal building, road building, measurement, standardization, all those right. kinds of things that allowed the whole country to operate better because everybody was on the sort of same page right. with a lot of stuff. The idea, like he said, I don't know if he, he did maybe, didn't always do this, but- the idea was the more proficient you were, the better you were at things, yeah. the higher you would raise up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meritocracy. Meritocracy was yeah. kind of a thing for him. Well, there you go with the, the Macron baguettes then. That's meritocracy. That is true. Best that is baguette yes, you but raise up. But at the same That's time, true. why should only the president be catered to? Oh, we, come yeah. on. And the answer is anybody can buy those bags. I know, but the emperor, uh, Napoleon, of course, he had those gold leaves around his head, just like the old, uh, the writing was on the wall when he did that. You know, he he (laughs) just, the whole thing, like it's a meritocracy and you know, I have the most merit of everybody. Yeah, obviously. (laughs) But I mean, it it is true. Like his famous generals that commanded his armies and were really super competent guys were not nobility. Right. That was the whole point, right? Right, right. The nobility... In the 1700s, a lot of them were just idiots, and the French army was subject to a lot of defeats because they had idiotic commanders. And so when he came to power, he really did, 
if you knew what you were doing, you would get promoted. And if you didn't, you wouldn't. And it didn't matter whose kid you were. He was not a perfect guy by any stretch, but he did do a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He instituted slavery and. Yeah. You know, like some, some issues. Some bad stuff. Yeah. yeah he killed a lot of people. He, <laughs> his wars resulted in oh, millions yeah. dead. Well, just. But you know, he's he got a really good bureaucracy going yeah, on. Yeah. Roads, uh, <laughs> you know, if he'd have lasted long enough for there to be trains, they would have run on time. Yeah. <laughs> So we got back and uh, we go, where do we find some good baguettes? So I do a little bit of Googling, you know, where's a good French baguette in Vancouver? And the next thing you know, I'm directed to the French consulate's website and they go, okay, here's some um, French citizen bakers in the, the lower mainland here. And one of them is Sacristi. And it turns out that they're every two weeks, they're at the Burnaby farmer's market. So off Sue and I go on a Saturday morning and we get up there and to our dismay, they have no baguettes. They have some other cool stuff, some croissants. Are they sold out? No, they don't carry them. But right across the alley is Bad Dog. Sacre bleu. Bad Dog uh, from North Van. So At that market? Yeah, at that huh. market. And then the second time we went, I asked her, because I still had the croissants, uh, how come you don't carry... Uh, how come you don't carry baguettes here? And she just smiled. I said, you have a non-compete with bad dog across the way there. And she just smiled again. So I don't really, I'll never get to the truth of that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> well, maybe they just can't compete. It's not maybe. a, it's not a gentleman's agreement, but maybe uh, they were getting killed in the comparison. Maybe. So I think, uh, I don't know what order should we do these in? Should we, cause I keep pumping bad dog, but we also have the flowerist that I've never tried. So why don't we try first? We'll do my local bakery, BJ's, just a ten minute okay. walk from our house. Okay, and uh, then we'll make our way up. We'll do the florist, and then we'll do uh, Bad Dog. That's be great. I just want to suggest, as an aside and a possible option, that at some point, once we've decided who the king of baguettes or queen is, uh huh, let's try it with a little marmite. Oh, you go ahead, and you you report back a very very thin coating with the butter, as we've been instructed by people who know more than by us. Haley. Yeah, that's right. Let's do that. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Okay. I'm in. No, I'm in. Maybe. And I can eat baguettes all day, man. I, and, and cause you know, they go, it's a good excuse. They don't go bad, but the second day they obviously are not as good as the first day. And so, you know, I never let one take longer than a day. And KJ here is quietly bringing in all the baguettes because we don't want Buddy in here. Buddy is oh. going to make a disaster. Look. It's going to be like a Disney show where a cute little buddy would yeah. end up eating baguettes and they'd play cute little music yeah. while he does it. And that announcer with a voice that just goes on and buddy just couldn't resist. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. So KJ's pulling out. Yes. Yeah. What we're looking for here is that's the one. That's the one from BJ's. Wow. Now, the first thing you can notice on the outside there, the BJ's one is baked by a Polish baker. He knows his way around a European baguette. And the first thing you notice there on the Polish one is do we have the big splits that happen on top? Just barely. They're very surfacey. Um, those splits are, if they're done right, they're made with a, a specialized razor blade. So you got your long dough. It's kind of a thick gluteny dough and they got a razor blade that will just cut it open. 
just a bit. And then in the oven, that's going to burst open and give it that wonderful look that the, uh, so of the, between the bad dog and the, uh, the florist, which one looks better? I don't know what they're supposed to look like. The, the florist has the deeper, a darker things uh, and the darker, hue. a darker roast, if you will. The Polish guy has a very shallow cut in his, like yes. they didn't, the Polish guy, his looks way thicker to it. Yeah. It's way more like a loaf of bread. It's a much ones. bigger volume. That's right. Yeah. So I think right away your local guy is behind. He's going to have to just kill on taste. KJ, while you're up, can you please measure those as well? Yeah. Oh, we got to see if they're still within the, uh, I the think limits. somebody's over here. Uh, I think they the, need a maximum length of 16 inches. So the bad dog one is the one you're looking at now. How long is it? We are at 20 inches exactly. 20 inches. Oh, for inches. heaven's sakes. Come on. Yeah. This guy with the little pointy ends, which I think is probably hurts them a little bit. 19 and three quarters. Oh, so close to 20. Yeah. So if we got rid of the pointy ends, that'd maybe save us a couple inches. Save you an inch. Okay. And the fat boy is... From BJ's. 16 inches, exactly. 16 inches, what's exactly. The, what's the width supposed to be? Uh, I think it's a weight in grams. Weight, okay. Well, we can't do weight in grams, probably. Yeah, ma- maximum weight of 80 grams. So I think this is here. I'm going to predict. This is going to boil down to if your preference is for soft, chewy, bready stuff or yes. crunchy, bready stuff. Yeah, I guess so. And Let's start with the BJ's. That's going to be the... Uh, a little fan. softer. Another thing you look for before we start is you want some nice big holes in that dough. Yeah. You cut it open. You want the holes. They'll, they, it's not just that they capture a little bit of butter. They just are awesome in terms of the way they chew and they just... the Reduces density. And the other thing is that I recommend at least trying a bite without butter. Okay. Because I tell you... I tell you, these are, these are just great for, you just go and you grab two inches. <laughs> it's just a great snack. And you go, oh yeah, fattening bread. No, actually that two inches carries you a long way though. Like it's just great. Buddy has become aware that we're uh, dealing with food in here. Right. Buddy wants to be the fourth of the taste testers. And, uh, and so is, KJ has gone off to deal with He Buddy. is actually a shed dog, uh, just in his defense. Yes, yes, he is. So listeners, PJ is now taking over the cutting duties while KJ deals with the dog. And he is cutting each of us three rounds. One from BJ's, my local baker. One from the florist on Commercial Street, not Commercial Drive. And one from Bad Dog up in Northland. This is not a blind test by any means. Okay, he is now cutting the Bad Dog piece. And you can see the great big holes in there that are created by... The yeast and the baking process. And by the way, I did look up how to bake one of these. And they, you know, you can get away with just, I already have a razor blade that I think I could use for cutting the outside things. But they highly, highly, highly recommend having a pizza stone. And we're not going to buy one of those. And they all, there's also a special cloth that you can put your three baguettes into this cloth and let it cure or whatever they say it is. Sorry, everyone. I, I clearly don't know what I'm talking about here, but, uh, we decided not to go that route. Although I might. What's that supposed to do for it? Oh, you know how bakers will often let the bread rise for like an hour or something, and then they'll go and they'll knead it again. 
the so dough. I, yeah, the dough. And so I think there's a little bit of that going on, but I'm sorry, I, I didn't take notes on that. Yeah, we'll start with the non-butter side of the great big one. This is our BJ's Bakery. Have your first bite, guys. Okay. Misophonia alert. We're going to be having a little bit of chewing going on here. I don't know. Tastes like bread. I love the chewiness of the crust. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever magic they do with the baking process. Came can really crunch down on it. The inside tastes kind of like bread. Nice and salty. Yeah. And there's not a lot of big holes in it. There's just holes like you'd expect in a loaf of bread. Yeah. To me, it just tastes bready. The crust is kind of chewy. Um, mm. The insides are pretty light, but they just are sort of like bread to me. We're going to move on to the florist. I've already prejudged it, so it might be wonderful, but I'm looking at it. It's dark. Yeah. It's like whole wheat, and that's what they told me they used. I said, yeah, but it, is it a pastry flour? Like, is it a verily fi- finely ground? She goes, no, it's whole wheat. Well, she's clearly not the baker. You know, you can yeah. finely ground whole yes. wheat as well. But anyway. Okay, so here we go, non-butter side. Well, the word rustic comes to mind. That is absolutely nothing like a French baguette, but is just awesome. It's way mm-hmm. more flavor than the uh, BJ's one. This is whole wheat, and there's a, a really prominent sourdough in yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big dollop of sourdough. Very, very mm-hmm. tasty. Not a French baguette in the least. But I'd say the crust, though. Nice. Very, very nice. nice crust. Super and probably, crunchy. Yeah. I might have I hurt my palate with that. I, very baguette-like. A tiny bit more crunchy than our... Oh, quite what, a bit more crunchy than what the What are we calling the fat boy? BJ's. BJ's. It? And we're we're down now to the uh, bad dog, and we're now going to try the non-butter side of the bad dog. Bad dog, which looks, to my mind, the most like a French baguette. Yes. I think. Mm. Mm. Well, hmm. very nice. That was pretty good. I mean, the I don't feel I hurt myself getting through the crust, which is good. It was still chewy and a little bit crunchy but it didn't hurt me and it didn't just seem like white bread inside it it was not just bread it's tasty yeah 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 the mm. bread is wonderful nice texture a, the tiniest hint of sourdough oh i didn't even notice yeah oh, i like, really like that crust too it's sort of there's some really crispy bits yeah but it's it doesn't like the the flourist one actually sort of hurt it was an aggressive crust. <laughs> but I would be, for me, I would be totally happy. All three, because BJ is my local one, so I, I like to give them business because, mm. you know, uh, it's not farm to table, but it's bakery to table. Kind of, you know, just walk yeah. down there and grab it. And it's not a write-off. It's... Oh, no, it's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, if, if we're, we're talking about Grand Prix, you know, d'or here. No. This is the whole world. We yeah. can't just be... Yeah, and he, I think he knows his way around a baguette, and their customers don't. I think they're doing just fine with these. They're $4 a piece, so they're probably the cheapest of the three. These probably make way better garlic toast. And sandwiches, you know, these are these are so excellent. Any of these three would work, but I'd say the, the lighter of the two, the Bad Dog and the BJ's, you're just going to cut off about five inches, depends on how hungry you are. You're going to cut it in half, but leave a little hinge at the back. Mm. And all you need is 
in my case, it's just mustard, salami, tomato, lettuce. No mayo because there's so great flavor in the bread. If you took mm. all three of these and a chunk, a five inch chunk, like you talked about and toasted it in the oven, two of them would be almost inedible. They'd be just bulletproof. Yeah. I would never. Yeah. So you're right. I so wouldn't the, toast the, the BJ's one. If you're going to make garlic toast or anything like that, mm. that's where you want to go. Yeah. These other you, two just did they don't. always serve butter with it in France? I don't think it's a common thing to use butter. I think you just eat them straight. Mm. Well, the BJ's with butter, quite delicious. Very good. Bad Dog really gets its game elevated with, with it's pretty good anyways, but the butter is a huge mm-hmm. uptick. Yeah. Like the BJ's was an uptick, but the Bad Dog is now becoming more closer to a religious experience. So PJ, we're going to need your rating of the florist with butter. And the butter really helps with the crunchiness of the crust. Right. Um, like it makes it way more manageable. Right, right, right. So all three of these are quite excellent. I do think that uh, probably Bad Dog would be my pick out of these. Yeah, me too. But BJ's a second. Hey, I agree with the the Bad Dog. I'm, I'm a Bad Dog fan. Okay. Yeah, I think I am too. Not just because it's my neighborhood either. Although the other, there's nothing wrong with the other two. No, I'd eat either of those two. Uh, yeah, uh, and they they are special. Like we we don't we shouldn't give short shrift to the flowers because no. If you're like it's a long trip up to North Van, yeah. so just if you're in the neighborhood, if you're in the commercial neighborhood or East Van. It's just a different character of Yeah, of and bread. I mean, it's worth thinking about what do you want in your bread? Do you want, do you just want it in a certain shape with a certain texture or do you want it to taste something like, you know? Yeah. Now, Rich, this yeah. is the big moment. Oh, okay. I mean, this is where you don't dare under any circumstances repeat that you think Belgian <laughs> baguettes are better than French ones. I okay. think that's a colossal, none of us can take that risk, okay? The French have agents all over the world. We just can't do that. But- when you compare the baguettes we just sampled with your vast, comprehensive sampling in France, how do they rank? When you're in France, you're going to buy baguettes. They're always going to be good. And by the way, if I haven't mentioned yet, if you want to eat at a French cafe, especially if the waiters have white aprons, you're looking at 30 euros for a decent meal, at least, maybe more and up. But if you go to another place that has the baguettes that were baked on site and has kind of pre-made sandwiches even, you're just going to be amazed at how good it is and it's going to be seven euros and you're having basically a full meal. On our earlier episode, you talked about getting off the canal tour and going to a place that was just on the side of the canal and enjoying what was maybe your best meal ever. So it's Context is a lot. For yeah, yeah, sure yeah. it's a lot. Yeah, and that's yeah, kind yeah. of the, the hard part of parsing out our French baguettes better than these ones. Yeah. Well, these ones, if you sat beside a canal or beside the Seine in Paris eating one of these, probably tastes pretty good. Yeah. Tastes pretty good here. But if you were in France on a sunny day with a nice cup of coffee, having that, woohoo. Yeah. You know, so yeah, tough question. But, yeah. Uh, and, but I'm, I'd be totally happy to have... These three could be every day, yeah. kind of cycling through them. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm still not much of a bread guy, but I got to say that was pretty tasty. And they yeah. were all three pretty good. I do think Bad Dog is still my favorite, but pretty darn good. Nice idea too. Yeah. And I say apologies to our listeners that we've already lost because they are gluten intolerant 
or are avoiding flour in general, I, uh, I understand that. And there's, there's for some folks, real dietary reasons to avoid them, but those people are long gone now. So (laughs) I was going to say, you know, as for you listeners who we've lost because you don't like us anymore, we're not apologizing. Yeah, just continue to not like us. There you go. There you go. Uh, okay. All so right. That was very satisfying. And I would mm-hmm. like to know, I don't know how we're going to ever, in fact, top that. I don't know what we're supposed to, maybe we should just stop now and go home. So there, now we know what our three opinions are about baguettes here in the lower mainland compared to those in France. I don't know if that's going to be edifying for you or not, but it was sure fun for us because we got to eat a whole bunch of tasty stuff. And believe me, nothing goes over much bigger in here than tasty stuff to eat. Hope you'll come back. Hope you're taking care and eating your own varieties of tasty stuff whenever your little hearts desire. If you've got things you want us to talk about, things you'd rather we didn't talk about, noises we should make, shouldn't make, just anything, give us an email we are shedbogs at gmail.com or fill in the contact form on our website shedbogs.ca and we will get right on it make sure you're taking care of yourself make sure you're having fun and come on back and listen for the next one thanks a lot bye